Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. All right, so today I'm here with Dave Arnold, who's the Assistant County Administrator. Dave, thanks for being here. My pleasure, Caleb. You're handling a lot of projects, uh, but here to talk about reassessment and the, you know, the updated property valuations that just went out last week. So to start out, I mean, I, I think if you could just give us a high-level overview of what the reassessment process is and, and sort of why it's important. Well, the reassessment process, first of all, it's required by law every four years uh, for a jurisdiction or locality or size. Mm -hmm. And what essentially reassessment does is it ensures that the values that are applied to real property are calibrated and are in line with current market conditions. Mm -hmm. Real estate assessments are a means of revenue for a locality such as Pennsylvania County. That revenue goes into the county's general fund where it can be used for uh, a variety of different purposes such as schools, public safety and law enforcement, improving facilities, things of that sort. Right. That's a point-in-time measurement. It's not an average of what the value might have been over the past four years. Reassessment is about a point-in-time measurement. So, we, you know, we hired Bright Minds. Tell me a little bit about Bright Minds and kind of what they've been up to for the last year plus at this point that they've been working on this project. Sure. Well, Bright Minds uh, LLC, first of all, they're a, a locally based company uh, here in the area, and uh, they apply what I like to refer to as a technology and data-driven approach to the real estate mass appraisal process. Mm -hmm. Uh, Essentially what that means is they are all about collecting as much data as they possibly can to support the final valuations that they arrive at. Mm -hmm. And so when something is data-driven, it's less arbitrary. It's it's, it's quantifiable, measurable. Uh, The data is empirically gathered, uh, which means that it's, it's gathered from you know, in this case, a lot of unmanned aerial vehicles or mm-hmm. drones. Uh, also, there were appraisers on the ground as well. A lot of what they've been up to over the past year is data collection. Yeah, and then they're also conducting studies uh, such as like market analyses, evaluating um, recent real estate sales. Mm-hmm. They want to collect all the data, and then they want to standardize how they value all properties across the county. So right. that means building out a data model, so to speak, with values in tables that ultimately drive the calculation of the total assessment. Mm-hmm. And because we're talking about 50,000 different parcels of, of real estate property, That's right, right? approximately 50,000 mm-hmm. tax parcels. Right, so that makes sense that there needs to be a strong system in place so that it's not arbitrary. Exactly. And you mentioned that, that Bright Minds used aerial photography. I know they, they use those drones to sort of get the first sweep and then... You know, if they saw something that didn't add up, if they saw a building that wasn't on the tax record before that, for instance, you know, they'd, they'd go out in person to take a look at that. And I know, you know, this this happened before you started working here, but the, you know, we sent out an information request and a letter that went with that to property owners. I think it was in February of this year. We worded that letter very poorly. But, you know, in, in that letter, there was a couple things that I, I was hoping we could address right now. You know, we talked about assumptions being applied real estate assessors needing to see the inside of homes, and then there was a questionnaire that was included. So can you talk to me about each of those three things, about what assumptions are, why any real estate assessor would need to see the inside of a home for a project like this, and then the questionnaire that we sent? What was meant by the term assumptions is that what you can determine from a, let's say, a 
let's say a residence. You can see it from the outside, mm -hmm. whether that's from an aerial photo or from drone collected photos, on the ground photos, just being on site outside the property. And you can gauge the condition of that residential structure um, based upon what you observe from the outside. And so one would assume or infer that the interior of that residence is comparable in condition uh, to the exterior. Mm -hmm. But you're all you're assuming these things. There's always the potential that a home or a residence has underwent extensive renovations inside that are not in any way reflected on the outside. Conversely, you might have a structure that you know has deteriorated inside or mm -hmm. has, has suffered some damage that is not visible or apparent from the outside. So you right. really just don't know unless you have the benefit of being able to, you know, uh, empirically gauge the interior of the property. Mm -hmm. but, and so I think that's what was meant there when using the term assumptions. The main point of such a letter was to try to engage the property owners and to, you know, let them know that we're, we really want their input and feedback in this valuation process. And I think the questionnaire was one means of making that happen. Yeah, and I think that's important what you're saying, that, you know, the, there are assumptions that the inside would be similar to the outside. And that, that whole point of that questionnaire was to allow property owners to, if, that, if that's not the case for some reason, or if they had something that wasn't readily obvious from a picture that they could then show the assessors. And that was that was what we were trying to communicate. Did not communicate it well, but that was... And so over over the past mo nine months, and we've sort of talked about this a little bit already, but, you know, what have what has been going on in the reassessment process? You mentioned the aerial photography. The, the couple other things that I think need to be addressed are the the, the tables and then the market studies a little bit more, if, if possible. Well, as you know, Caleb, you know, we did contract this project out. I'm not a licensed appraiser myself, right. mm -hmm. so I'll speak to those things as best I can. Starting with the tables, well, what we ideally want is, going back to the term that I used a minute or two ago, data-driven. We want there to be tables that are incorporated into the overall valuation process. So, for example, let's say you have an outbuilding. And you're able to use a table that has like the different types of outbuildings that one might see. And then you run to determine like a value per square foot for that particular outbuilding. So mm -hmm. what's that outbuilding made of? What's the exterior material? Depreciation tables as well. There's, we want those to be, we want it all to be data driven. Well, different types of land. We want there to be tables that reflect these um, different types of land that you might run into. Right. Whether that's pasture land, woodland those types of things. Mm -hmm. So, um, and again, by having this all in tables, it really creates a lot more, we believe, transparency in the overall process mm -hmm. because you can put your finger on, okay, all the values that were used to arrive at this total assessment originated in these lookup tables, you might call them. So there's that. As far as the market study, those are just extremely important to really be able to gauge, you know, the current market conditions. And so you've got to look at it, you know, for all the different par property types that you might encounter, vacant land, commercial property, and residential. They've been conducting a comprehensive evaluation of market conditions uh, as a part of this 2022 reassessment project. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, the, the updated property values went out to property owners uh, around November 19th is when those were mailed out. So can you give me the kind of a high level 
picture of, of how property values as a whole have shifted in the county since the 2018 reassessment? Countywide, we saw approximately a 20% increase okay. in the total assessed value. Mm-hmm. That's looking at if you took the sum 2018 assessments and compared it to the sum of 2022, the difference there is about a 20% increase. A lot of this is due to market conditions. The real estate market across the country has really seen what you might call a perfect storm recently. You know, the supply of inventory uh, has declined largely due to the pandemic. and People just weren't putting their homes on a market as much, right? Mm-hmm. The inventory was down. There was a higher demand because there were still folks that wanted to buy homes, uh, but they had less inventory to choose from. A lot of times when this happens, developers and contractors simply increase the supply by building new homes uh, and structures uh, that therefore boost the supply back up and then the supply and demand are back to more or less an equilibrium. Uh, However, during the pandemic, the cost of goods and materials has also increased, which has strained the potential for new construction. So the local market has really seen this same impact as what the country has seen and so ultimately, that's led to an increase in home prices. And if you look at sale values and, and market, you know, how the market's done, real estate has been selling much higher. And, and it's on par with this approximately 20% increase that we're seeing here at Pennsylvania County. Right. And obviously, that's a, a big part of it is the increase in prices and, and market value due to what's happening across the country. But then also any new development that happened, whether it be commercial or residential, any new development that happened in the last four years, that would also be that would also contribute to the increase. It sure those would. weren't on the books in 2018. Obviously, I, th- I think it's important we take a second now to, I guess, re-explain the, the process. So s- someone owns a house, you know, they're the assessed value is, let's say it's $100,000, then the tax rate, the real estate tax rate would be applied to that and they would pay, right, our current tax rate, 62 cents for every $100. So they would then pay $620 for that $100,000 home. This 20% increase does not mean that every property owner's taxes are going up 20%, right? Can you talk about that? Individual properties have gone up maybe more than that 20% certainly less than that 20% or some values may have gone down from where they were in 2018. That's Mm -hmm. certainly possible as well. Right. No. And then the tax rate is the 62 cents right now is 62 cents for every $100 in value. The Board of Supervisors has has the opportunity to set a new tax rate in, in early 2022 with with these updated property values in mind. They're they're the ones who have the power to set the tax rate. This reassessment process impacts the property values, but not the tax rate, which the board will then come and set early next year. And, and one of the things that I think is is cool about this process, the way that we're doing it this year, is in a couple weeks, starting December 6th through December 17th, there will be opportunities for any property owner to visit with Bright Minds, to sit down with Bright Minds, their appraisers, and talk about their assessment. So talk to me a little bit about that process and, and why, why having an opportunity like that is important. Well, we think, one, it's a great opportunity for property owners to hear from the appraisers that actually valued their property. It's an informative session for starters. So uh, we say informal, and that's just because the next step is is more of a formal thing with the Board of Equalization, which those are actually court-appointed members. This is informal from the standpoint that it's just meeting directly with Brightmonds LLC and their appraisers. What we've set up is a two-week period of time where 
in-person meetings can be held at the Pennsylvania County Community Center, as well as if, if a property owner would just rather meet from the comfort of their home virtually, uh, then I'm, it's my understanding that Bright Minds will facilitate that as well. Uh, and I think they blocked off like 15-minute blocks of time for each meeting. Right. No, that, that makes sense. Uh, so they'll be at the community center, as you said, December 6th through the 17th. It's They'll be there from 8.30 to 4.30, Monday through Friday, of during that time period. And I believe on December 9th, they'll actually be there till 7.30. They, they will accept walk-ins. However, you know, if, if there's already appointments happening, then there could be some wait time. So we encourage everyone who's interested to uh, schedule an appointment. You can do that on our you can find information about how to do that on our website. You can either do it by phone or via email, and you can find that information at pennsylvaniacountyva.gov backslash reassessment. Well, I mean, I think think that's pretty much all that I was hoping to talk with you about today, Dave. So, I mean, you know, pretty much that's that's where we are in the process. We have those updated values that are have been sent to property owners, and at this point, you know, there's, there's the time to, to meet with Bright Minds, and then, you know, next year, potentially, if, if needed, property owners can can appeal to the board of equalization at this point the actual tax burden is unknown because you know the board has the opportunity to set the new tax rate in 2022 any actual tax increase or decrease we don't know what that is we all all, this time only know what the new property values are and even those aren't official yet but do you think there's anything else that that's important that people take away from this or or anything else that, that you really think people should know we've covered it fairly well i think the main thing is too, to just think of, you know, your property as really an investment. What we, what Bright Minds has been doing is to try to arrive at reassessed values that reflect 100% of the market value. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you were to sell the property, what would be a, a reasonable sale price? Right. That's what those values are supposed to indicate. Mm-hmm. So we encourage property owners to also speak with other real estate professionals, you know, to, to gauge market conditions, you know, and, and while we have these appeals hearings in the early part of December, those are a great opportunity for just any property owner who has questions uh, or has concerns about how their property was valued. Let's go ahead and set up a time for those folks to meet with bright minds and go ahead and see if just a, you know, a, a, a sit down can kind of, and, and getting some information out there uh, on how the valuation was arrived at. So that means bright minds sharing their property valuation worksheets, sharing the aerials, things of that sort. You know, hopefully that just casts light on the matter and property owners will be able to see that what is currently proposed as my reassessed value is in line with market conditions and it's all data driven and everything adds up, so to speak. Dave, I appreciate you being here. Thanks. My pleasure. Thanks, Caleb. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.